It's time to rethink your life with Tim Beisline. This is a podcast designed to help you refocus and rebuild your life on the teachings of Jesus and learn to discover relevance for your life from the truth found in God's Word. I'm thankful that you've tuned in to episode six. My name is Pastor Tim Beisline. Uh, I love to help people uh, read God's Word, interpret God's Word, and then apply the truth that they're learning from God's Word into their lives. And uh, so thanks for tuning in. Thanks for um, following along as we unpack this simple formula of studying God's Word. Really, three words that guide our study, observation, interpretation, and application. Today, we're going to deal with that last word, application. Observation just answers the question for us, what do you see happening? You read a section of God's Word, Old or New Testament, and you ask yourself, so what do I see happening right here in the in the section that I'm reading? Don't go to you know, behind or sometimes you have to read scripture around it. Um, but certainly you're just taking an, a look at what's really going on in the section that you're reading. And then interpretation is not the kind of interpretation you need if you're going to preach a sermon or if you're trying to, uh, um, uh, interpret God's word from the original languages of Hebrew and Greek. That's not the kind of interpretation we're talking about here. You're answering the question, what do you know about what is happening? Using everyday knowledge about the things that you're reading about, logical discernment, practical wisdom. We don't want to make the interpretation part harder than it is, but oftentimes that's the part that trips people up. And then today we're going to talk about application. I mean, really, that's that's what you're going to do with the truth that you're reading about in God's Word. You know, you're answering the question, what do you need to do about what you're reading in your everyday life so that your thoughts change, your be- changes, your behaviors change, um, you know, your whole mindset changes. If we believe that God's Word is actually God's words to us, and uh, God's word can be trusted because God always tells us the truth, then we ought to be committed to trying to put those words into our life, invest them into our minds and our hearts, and then allow those words to transform us or change us into committed disciples of Jesus. So that's really the goal of this simple formula to study God's word. Observe what's happening, interpret what's uh, what truth is being communicated uh, with everyday knowledge, logical discernment, practical wisdom, and then how are we going to apply it to our lives? What are we going to do with what we're reading uh, when it comes to our own lives and the way our lives impact others? We've been using Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 to 6 uh, it's a section, small section of uh, a sermon that Jesus preached on a hillside to a group of large group of people, but specifically his audience were his disciples and uh, uh, people who have t- interpreted God's word into our English language have entitled this section of the sermon "Judging Others," and uh, we've been using this these six verses to kind of un. Um, use this formula to study God's Word. And so I'm going to read them again, and then we're going to think about application here uh, as we've already uh, gone through observation, interpretation, and we want to complete this series of podcasts around this simple formula of studying God's Word uh, with the thought of how do we apply this to our lives. 
So Matthew 7, 1 to 6 from the New Living Translation reads like this, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. So God, we're asking for wisdom. God, we're asking for clarity. Uh, God, we need uh, your spirit to speak to us as we think about how to apply this scripture in our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. So, uh, you know, I think um, maybe it's this is one of those challenging scriptures that we don't like to apply uh, to our lives because we have to think we have to think honestly about ourselves. Uh, I think, first of all, you have to kind of take a long, hard look in the mirror, the metaphorical mirror of your life and say, are you someone who is quick to judge others by the way they look, um, by outward appearances? Maybe you're quick to judge others by what they believe politically or theologically, or uh, maybe you're quick to judge others based on the kinds of movies they watch or books they read or music they listen to. I mean, first, you've got to look yourself in the mirror and, and know that Jesus is trying to get you to get us all to kind of stop judging one another based on those things. Because in reality, when we, we put this scripture uh, into our lives, we all realize that when we start, or the, you know, judging is about looking at somebody else first. So we're really good at pointing out the faults and flaws in other people. And Jesus is saying to his audience, you know, you need to stop for a second and first look inward and know that there's some big things in your own life that you haven't taken care of. I mean, that's what Jesus is saying when he's talking about a log in your own eye. You and I have big things in our lives that are going on all the time that impact who we are. We're not perfect. Uh, we're not uh, always together. Um, and, uh, you know, Jesus is trying to get us to stop for a moment and say, why are you all so good at pointing out that really small thing in someone else's life when you've got some big things to take care of in your own life? And then Jesus says, you know, you take care of those big things in your own life, then you will be able to help the person that you've been judging. Instead of judging them, maybe you can help them with that little thing going on in their life, which actually might end up being a big thing in their life. But, but it doesn't help someone to point out their problems and then just walk away and do nothing about it to help them. It also doesn't help uh, you to point out things in other people when you've got things going on in your own life that need to be dis you know, addressed. Let's face it, one of the, the human conditions that we all suffer from is denial. We deny the truth. We deny being honest with ourselves. Um, we all have biases in certain ways, and uh, we see through those biases and we can't seem to drop them in order to get along with one another. And Jesus is saying, 
before you start pointing out all these things in other people's lives, you better take a look at your own life, a, a sobering, honest look at your own life, and and find somebody who can help you work all that out, and then um, come alongside the person who needs help and help them get through whatever they need to get through rather than just pointing out their flaws and then walking away. So that that's that's internal work. That's, that's work that you and I have to do uh, through prayer, through um, circling ourselves with honest friends. You know, people are going to be honest with you. I, I have a, a number of people in my life who aren't afraid to be honest with me, and I trust their counsel. Uh, I, I listen to them, I respect them, and I, I don't always do what they tell me to do in the moment, but I think about it, I pray about it, I seek God's guidance on it, and then start to go, how can I change these things in my life? And then when I see other people dealing with stuff, instead of pointing it out and walking away, I try to come alongside them and, and help them begin to be honest with themselves about that little speck that has has flourished into something big, something major in their life. Of course, what I find as a pastor is many people don't want to have those kind of conversations ever. In fact, I rarely have those conversations with people, and it's kind of sad because I think as pastors, one of the things uh, we love to do, uh, at least I do, is I love to help people. I love to help people grow and get better and stronger and healthier. Not that I have the 411 on all those things. I'm on the journey just like you are, but I love to come alongside and have honest conversations with people to help them see uh, maybe another perspective, uh, help them rethink their life. And uh, But I, I rarely get that chance because the a lot of people I deal with just don't want to seem to be very honest about who they are, uh, about the things they're dealing with. And um, so anyway, um, you need to do some soul searching as you think about this scripture and, and then begin to find resources and people that can speak into your life uh, to help you with the log that is in your life that is tripping you up. We also together need to practice um, not judging others based on outward appearances, based on the things we think we know about them. Um, you know, right now there's a lot of judging going on because of what political party you're aligned with. And it's so sad to me. And it's happening in the church. And uh, we need to get away from that church and uh, get back to really allowing the Spirit to examine our own hearts and then come alongside one another and walk with each other um, to a place of healing and wholeness and and uh, and really a place where we can then go out into the world and make other disciples for Jesus. So that's my take on the application of Matthew 7. A little longer uh, this episode, but um, it's a really a, an important section of Scripture. In fact, all of the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus from Matthew 5, 6, and 7, those three chapters are um, just hugely impactful and practical 
for your life. Probably in future episodes, we'll start to unpack that sermon uh, more deeply and closely. Finally, verse six, you know, says, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. And and the way I interpret and apply that scripture is oftentimes in the church, we want to be a witness in the world and we want to share our faith in Jesus, but we tend to use holy, sacred things to try to get our point across to people who are maybe not where we are in terms of the journey of faith. And so it, it tends to land Uh, it tends to miss the mark or it tends to land on hard hearts. And I think Jesus is reminding us, especially in verse six, is that you, you, you can't use sacred things that some of us understand in the church on on people who are outside the church who have no knowledge of those things. We have to find another tactic to share the love of Jesus. And I would just argue and stress to you that it's actually just loving people where they're at, not trying to fix them right away or not trying to judge them and tell them, point out the errors of their ways like Jesus cautions us in Matthew 7, but to just come alongside people and love them right where they are, even if you don't agree with them, even if you're 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 not sure um, the kind of people they, that you're trying to share the love of Jesus, you just unconditionally love them for who they are, trying to see them as a child of God, even though they might not honor God as their, as their Savior, as their Lord, coming alongside people and planting those seeds of love. And eventually, the Spirit will open up their hearts for you to have a conversation about what Jesus has done in your life. And you should use I statements. I have experienced Jesus in this way. Jesus has done this in my life. Don't point out the error in their ways and don't tell them that Jesus can fix their life. They'll need to discover that on their own and they'll only discover that on their own when they see you living that kind of life and giving witness and testimony to what God has done in your life. So I hope this has been helpful. A little longer episode today, but that's my observation, interpretation, and application of Matthew 7, verses 1 to 6. Until next time, I hope you're staying healthy. I hope you're staying well, and I hope you continue to spend time in God's Word, allowing His Spirit to transform your hearts and minds so that uh, we begin to rethink our lives around the teachings of Jesus. Have a great day. Take care.